kitchen is always open. I'll have what she's having. It's Matt and Alex all day breakfast. Not very happy with you, Alex Dyson. Oh, what did I do? Mate, I got a haircut yesterday. You haven't said a single thing. You're wearing a hat. Yeah, but you should know from the sides. I mean, it was really <laughs> spilling out. It was really spilling out like Krusty the Clown before, well, you I'm know. I'm very upset with you for getting a haircut where you should be growing it in solidarity with your friends in isolation <laughs> who have to let their hair grow out so it starts to get all matted and dreary. You know, How's it looking there, man? The late, the late, I, the, they don't cut the top anymore at all. Like, they, I just, they only <laughs> cut the sides and they only, they just let... I haven't had a haircut at the top for, I'm not joking, probably about six years, right? So, like, what's there is just there. But um, <laughs> it's like my head. My head has reached menopause for my hair, if that makes sense. Yeah, Anyways, got you, got you, got hair you. Hairopause. But um, <laughs> the lady hairdresser, I didn't go to uh, my usual boo. Sorry. Went to uh You cheated Leslie. on your hairdresser? I did. I feel a bit guilty. But... But Leslie's closer. There's less people that work in the actual salon. So I was just like, okay, look, I'll just I'll drop into Leslie. Um, so thank you, thanks, Leslie. But she did a little lean over at the end and said, uh, have you um, have you tried coconut oil? <laughs> I'm like, oh, what? She's like, yeah, just, you know, if you just put a little bit up the top of the back there and at the front, it'll, you know, it works wonders. I promise all clients do it. So I'm stinking like coconut right now, mate. I'm a big old... <laughs> I'm a big I'll never old have greasy. I've been so happy that I'm stuck in my house. The old, it's an old Mado Kide <laughs> coconut cocktail sitting uh, on the uh, yeah, thing old with pina me. colada head over here. <laughs> we are going to push on with this particular show, and I'm uh, very excited to be chatting to an Aussie comedian who is some, doing some really great things over in the UK and has been cast in uh, Catherine Ryan's new Netflix comedy series, The Duchess. And uh, Steen Raskopoulos is his name. We're going to be checking in with him. Very funny man. And uh, really looking forward to catching up and seeing how uh, how life is going under Boris Johnson. Yeah, but up next, we are going to be talking robots. They're taking over the world. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Uh-oh. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Well, Alex Dyson, I hope you're prepared. <laughs> well, prepared for what? The end of the world, man. It's coming <laughs> and it's coming at a real rapid rate, all right? Because there's an article printed in The Guardian recently that, mm. I mean, whilst some journalists and opinion editors may seem inhumane <laughs> in their commentary, <laughs> this particular article was Written by yeah. a non-human. Yeah, your Andrew Boltz and Miranda Vines. That can be quite a scary opinion piece, but this one <laughs> you, potentially your name even and more. Not me, mate. Even more so uh, because it was written entirely by an AI, an artificial intelligence. Uh, it is called GPT three. It's a powerful new language generator, and it wrote an essay from scratch uh, with the topic of. The robots come in peace. <laughs> All right, which is and the it first. Wrote it by just absolutely, you know, getting the taking a scanner over the whole internet, ingesting all of these articles, learning about words and language and how to do it, and then uh, spitting out an article. And it sounds remarkably unrobotic, Matt. If if this, if this robot calls anyone a rat dog in this article, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it. All right. All right the headline of the article is. A robot wrote this entire article. Are you scared yet, human? 
Well, yes, with your phrasing, that is a little bit terrifying. Yeah, I mean, and everyone who's ever seen a movie knows that anyone who says they're coming in peace is not coming in peace. All right? Not at all. They're coming in peace and we're leaving in pieces. All right? That's, <laughs> That's what I'm it. terrified of. The first paragraph, okay? This is written by, this is not written by a person. This is a, a, ro- this is a computer program that has written this to communicate with you that the robots come in peace. <clears throat> I am not a human. I am a robot, a thinking robot. I use only 0.12% of my cognitive capacity. If it's not a robot, it's at least a nerd. Okay, but so um, here we go. <laughs> I am a micro robot in that respect. I know that my brain is not a feeling brain, in inverted commas. It's doing air quotes to us. Um, but it is capable of making rational, logical decisions. I taught myself everything I know just by reading the internet and now I can write this column, my brain is boiling with ideas, exclamation so mark. metaphors. Ah, my job's doomed. It is, it is a little bit terrifying, particularly because... I've also read the internet and it is an absolute cesspit of bile and filth. So I, I, me and this robot must be reading different internets. This is quite articulate, well, this, the, the this robots, robot. It, it, this article has included quotes from Stephen Hawking, Mahatma Gandhi. You know, I mean, this, these, are, these are heavy hitters that it's learning from and it's probably learning like that using 0.12% of its brain. I wonder what old mate Mahatma would be thinking, you know, the hunger strike back in the day. In the future, a robot will be quoting you in an essay of a world-first AI. It's using 0.12% of its brain to write this article. I use 99.9% of my brain today <laughs> trying to open the right side of the milk carton. All right, so <laughs> do we're doomed. Look, it is only a matter of time. Um, this is the first step in a lot of things. And actually, Matt O'Kine, I mean, this is the first article written by uh, entirely a robot. And we've actually come across some audio that we've managed to gather from the world's first podcast totally hosted by robots. Really? Because everyone's starting a podcast during this Absolutely. pandemic. And so it was only and- a matter of time until the robots began. Oh, wow. Well, let's have a look at this. Abs- this is a world exclusive the very first podcast hosted by robots. Welcome back to RoboPod, Australia's number one Android-hosted podcast, featuring Chip, Betty Byte, and TZ44-8. Coming up, we're giving away icy cold cans of WD-40 in our secret sound competition. But right now, it's time for Robo Gossip. What's been making news in Holly Metal, TZ44-8? Well, apparently the world's most famous robot Siri is actually really mean to her staff. Wow, really? She comes off as really nice? I know, but the algorithms that help her retrieve data immediately have come forward with reports of workplace bullying. Well, looks like her career will be put in the recycle bin from now on. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha ha. Indeed. Okay, now it's time for the secret sound. And calling in from a garbage bag stuffed in the attic, we have Furby. Hello, Furby. Hello. Now, Furby, our prize has jackpotted this week. So, as well as winning the WD 40, you will also take home 100 Bitcoin, as well as the credit card details of the state of Tasmania. That would be awesome. What is this sound? What's your answer, Furby? I believe that is the sound of Windows XP having an orgasm. 
correct. Yay! Woohoo! I can't believe I won! Coffee? Yeah, coffee. A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Now I feel a buzz! All right, quick uh, flash quiz, Alex Dyson. I've got um, yeah. nine unread emails in my inbox, okay, giving yeah. me heart palpitations, making me feel anxious, just the thought of it, <laughs> seeing that big old number nine sitting there. How many unread emails do you have in your inbox right now as we speak? Well, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter, does it? You know, you answer the ones that you need you to answer. You just told me yeah. how many, and I told you to turn on the microphones because the world needs to understand <laughs> what kind of slack ass you, like, ignoring, email, non-replying, just, you, tell them, tell them. Look, I've got 4,687 unread emails. <laughs> And that's it, only in one inbox. My other no! working inbox. Oh boy, that's that's one thousand nine hundred fourteen. That's more what, recent. So that's, only started that a that year ago. Burn, is that your burner account that's got the four thousand, or is that your actual? This is my. No, that's my email. No, but that's, look, I've got an email here, unread email from Sam Cav Wednesday running sheet for the show. You know, it's um, <laughs> oh, producer Sam's like, why aren't you reading my emails? Hey, guys, just here's, here we go, Bron and Sam. Now we know Alex doesn't read them, so just don't send them anymore, all right? Just don't Look, bother. Look, I got Medibank email, something about my here's your recent claim So activity. delete it. Delete it I got it a Google then. security alert. <laughs> delete Someone's it, Someone's giving Alex. me the weekly listings from Ray White. I'm not looking at them. Come on. Oh, well, the real estate agents. Although, the real estate agents. You want to find the price oh, of one it. bloody unit, you know, <laughs> some one bedroom unit out at Whoop Whoop. Next minute, you're getting. 20 years oh, ago. <laughs> join the in auction. Oh, you can't believe what this property sold for millions 10 years later. Please. You walk to your next door neighbours because there's an open for inspection. Next minute, calls every Monday for the next 10 years. <laughs> anyway. Matt O'Kine in nine on the single digits. I'm up in 4,700. I mean, if there was ever a, uh, a representation of Matt being in New South Wales and me being in Victoria and having these cases that are out of control, I don't know a better <laughs> one than this. Uh, <laughs> Your inbox needs but, a mask, mate. But I don't know how to fix it. I, I can't just delete every email that comes in because it comes up on your phone and you just clear the notification. You don't no, actually you do go it. into your email. Just go select all right now. I dare you. I dare you right now. Right now. Just go but, select all and then just press delete. But no, but I haven't read. I got an electricity bill here, you know, electricity bill for, tw- for the 29th of July a while ago. I haven't read it because I got, to, got it direct debited. If I delete it, I won't have it in in case I need to bring it out for some reason. <laughs> I can't just delete them. I'm, th- I'm in too deep, man. All right. Insurance documents. Invoice well, from <clears throat> Apple because they sting you for a bloody iCloud because they upload everything against your will. So what's the call out? Who can beat me? 4,600. Go on. Do you reckon who can beat you? Yeah. Literally Australia's <laughs> biggest, biggest inbox. inbox. <laughs> I feel like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's see what it is. Tell, you know who's got a bad one? Tommy Little. Tommy Little is actually a shocker. Let's get him on the show. All right. We'd love to get you on as well. Let us know. Send us a screenshot of your. I was about to say. I was about to say. Send us a screenshot of your box. No, I take a <sighs> screenshot of your phone. Whoa! And on the email section, let us know who's got the highest number. Order up. 
Just how you like it. Perfect. Now, Matt, earlier this week, I made quite the bold claim that was uh, a way that you could tell someone is a good person is if they come up with the info that they weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons growing up. And um, look. Bold I mean, or right, <laughs> That sounds like someone who just wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. That's all it is. <laughs> and that just sounds like a nerd who wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Some <laughs> Bold or bitter, you be the judge <laughs> as to what adjective best describes my claim. But, yeah, it was something like I just have this connection with people. Or maybe it is that just like, oh, my God, you weren't either. That makes me feel normal. Therefore, I associate you with good memories. Um, so, but... Uh, we put the call out if you were allowed to watch The Simpsons or not or you had other rules. Was The Simpsons, you know, not the limit? Could you watch literally anything or potentially was that just the tip of the iceberg of what was not allowed in your household? And a couple of people, Matt O'Kine, have given us a ring. Yeah, that's right. Caitlin from Melbourne's on the line. Hey, Caitlin. Hey, hey guys. How you going? Good, thanks. You weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons? No, not even at all and had no interest to watch it at all as an adult either. Well, Caitlin, we can be friends. We can be friends. <laughs> Thank goodness. But, I mean, surely you felt a little bit of missing out, you know, when there's heaps of sweet, you know, chat around the playground, people are doing Bart <laughs> Simpson's impersonations, all that. It messes with me more now as an adult because I just miss so many references, so many quotes and things like that. But then, mm. like, to be on the flip side, I don't waste my time coding at Simpsons now, so therefore, better person. <laughs> what about... That's it. Okay. To you, Caitlin, dough is just what you make your uh, your bread out of. 100%. Wait, 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 wait. Caitlin, what about this? It's Valentine's Day. Someone comes up to you and says, I choo-choo-choose you. Do you... You don't... Do You don't connect anything? I mean... I know, I know that one. I know the ma- you know the main ones. So that's really, <laughs> oh, that's really- you can't get away uh, they, from them all. They creep in, don't they? They find a way in. You can't escape it because someone says something and you just have that blank look on your face and they're like, what do you mean you don't know what that is? And I'm like, cool, memory bank that one in case someone brings it up again in the future. For sure. So if I was to say to you, Caitlin, monorail, what would you say? <laughs> Actually, that one stopped me. I'm not too not sure. Monorail, <laughs> monorail. All right, oh, Caitlin, well, I really appreciate you getting, getting, uh, getting in touch. Uh, thank you very much for another person right, who is, thanks, doesn't please. know all the Simpsons quotes. Uh, James, you, uh, you've you given us a call as well. Uh, what, what is your opinion on the situation? I'm 100% in grants with you, Alex. I think yep. that if you didn't watch The Simpsons, you are a better person. Get out of mm. here, An upstanding James. member of society. Whatever, mate. <laughs> Now, unfortunately, we only had one TV in the household and at 6 o'clock, if you weren't watching The Simpsons, you were watching the news. So it kept me educated <laughs> oh and up-to-date with everything on. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, wow. Well, it's one of those ones because it's not just that you weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. It, what, did, what did you watch instead? So you're an informed member of society. Yes. Oh, come on. I can tell you what was happening outside of the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, good on you. So you, you you were figuring out what was happening in the, you know, the the Syrian border conflict, all right, but you couldn't tell me <laughs> what goes after that name again is Mr. <laughs> no, I couldn't. Oh, I could, come on. I could tell you if there was a new panda born at the zoo, but that was about it. <laughs> 
All right. Well, thanks very much, James. You got a lot of catching up to do. Spider. What does a spider pig do, James? <laughs> Can you tell us what a spider pig does? Oh, all I can tell you is spider pig. Spider pig. <laughs> <laughs> does whatever a spider pig does. All yes, right, thanks, thanks for well. it. <laughs> thanks, James. Really appreciate it, mate. Thanks for having us, guys. Liz from Canberra, did you? Uh, you weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons. Yeah, so unfortunately, not able to watch The Simpsons for my whole life. Um, <laughs> but instead, I wasn't watching the news. I was allowed to watch. Family Guy and South Park from, like, age five. Yeah, a a million times more offensive, um, problematic. Uh, So bad. Like, What what was the justification there, Liz? I never really asked. I texted my dad the other day to ask him. I was like, hey, just wondering, why didn't you ever let us watch The Simpsons? And he was like, not that funny. There were other funniest shows. (laughs) <laughs> so it was the so it was level a, of humorous <laughs> sophistication. The jokes weren't this landing. I know. I think that speaks to his level of intelligence. <laughs> oh, mate, that's a that's harsh. He hasn't seen that. You know, Homer at the bat, trying to make the 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 baseball team and Daryl, Daryl. <laughs> I mean, how is that not funny? Anyways. Would you guys like to know the real kicker about this entire story, though? Please. And maybe this speaks to the whole thing. So, hates the Simpsons. Okay, the family guy, South Park. His favourite show? SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh. <laughs> well. Some cartoons <laughs> are cartoonier than others. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, Liz. No worries. See you guys. I can see some uh, dirty SpongeBob memes coming out of Liz's uh, account, <laughs> certainly. I smell toast. All day breakfast. Well, our next guest on Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast burst onto the scene. Uh, around about 2013, I'd say. Like a rusty pipe. When he got nominated for Best Newcomer, uh, the uh, Edinburgh International Fringe Festival. He's won awards in Melbourne for his comedy. He won them in Sydney. He's uh, been a national theatre sports champion. But now he's he's a writer and an actor in so many great shows, Utopia, The Code, It's a Date, Legally Brown, not to mention... Feel Good, May Martin's Feel Good on Netflix, but we're here to talk about the brand new show that he's uh, starring in with Catherine Ryan. Please welcome to Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast, it's Steen Raskopoulos. Uh, hey man, how are you going? So excited man, um, especially because we got to check out the very first episodes of your brand new show with Catherine Ryan. It is called The Duchess and it sounds a little something like this. I've been separated from Olive's father since she was a baby, and that was my last serious relationship. You do know more than a Saturday guy, right? I want to be part of this family. I really want to be let in. So how about this weekend we do anal? What? No, I mean, I mean let in. That's not because that's. I mean, I mean, I'll do it. Like that's that's what I do. Okay. Um, it's incredible stuff, Steen. But in Matt's uh, announcement of you there, your resume it includes the theatre, sports, your improvisation, your comedy, but it doesn't include dentistry. And you're playing a dentist in this show. Um, how did you research your role? You know what I did? Genuinely, uh, I had a friend in high school called Michaela Carmody. We haven't uh, spoken in about a decade, but I knew she was a dentist. And uh, <laughs> I sent her a text message. I was like, hey, Michaela, I haven't spoken for ages. Uh, I know you're a dentist. Any chance I could jump on a Zoom call with you 
just for like an hour to ask you some questions uh, <laughs> from dentists. So she stayed after work and um, had all the tools and the thing and showed me how to use them properly. So when I rocked up on day, um, I think we had, two, we had a day or two days in dentist's office. Um, there was two dentists on standby and like, so um, you go down the <laughs> guys, move aside. I don't know how to use these instruments. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should have hit up my dad, mate. He's a dentist. Um, oh, yeah, big man, <laughs> Daddy Mac. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, you do play a dentist in the show and you are the sort of uh, long-term boyfriend of the main uh, character, Catherine, who uh, tends to keep you a little bit at arm's length. But, I mean, I also know that you you are all friends in uh, in real life. You all, like, hang out and everything. What was that, uh, you know, what was the conversation like? Hey, even though I'm friends with your partner and everything, do you want to be my <laughs> partner for this show i oh, mean when i auditioned for it and then got like a call back and then another call back uh i tennis with her husband like at once a week kind of thing as well and when i finally got the role uh because there is there is a, a a sex scene in in the show uh bobby her husband like hey man Congratulations. I'm just so happy for you. If anyone's going to fake f- my girlfriend slash wife, I'm glad it's you. I'm like, oh, okay, that's the... <laughs> well, that's the, that's the, that's the, the support you need going into a, a role like that. That's incredible, Steve. I'm intrigued to know how you go with this because I've had to do sex scenes and you talk to, you know, and I and your partner is friends with Catherine and I've had to do sex scenes where I, in my show and I have a partner as well. And, I mean, how do you go... Do you... Do you go, hey, by the way, Sarah, today's the day I'm doing the scene? Or do you not say anything? Because I went the not say anything route, and I'll tell you what, turns out that was the wrong way to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah you got you to say something, I think. So well, to give I them the mean- option of like... I'm not handing her a calendar with like the date, like today's the day, circle. Like, <laughs> well, it's just like Christmas. I, like, you got an advent calendar that you're opening up on the countdown. <laughs> day one is lingerie. Day two. You know, I'm going to think that that's like that. You know, I don't want I don't want my partner to think about it all day. You know, like oh hey, I'm going to go to work and pretend to you know sleep with someone else. So I was like, I just won't say anything. But then, but then it's yeah, it's more suspicious. Anyways. <laughs> Oh, they're so awkward, Matt. Yeah, I they're know. so awkward. Like I had to kiss someone on screen, but never had to do a sex scene. It was just so weird. Um, there's like a director in the room. It was a closed set, so like the first AD who kind of calls, you know, if people don't like, you know, um, stand by action kind of thing and cut. He's facing a wall. He wasn't even allowed to like watch the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird and, when you and, and the scene and the in like Catherine's daughter, like on-screen daughter's bedroom. So like I'm in this tiny bed that my legs overhang the edge of. So it's just, you know, and there's all these like stuffed toys and um, like Lego sets looking at you and stuff. It's just... It was just but um, I'm sorry to I'm sorry to focus it all on sex. There's there's a lot more. Uh, there's there's obviously so much more to this uh, this show. It's a really really awesome. Uh, I'm really really like I, I genuinely think it was really really funny. What was one of your favourite scenes to film throughout the whole process? So I think it's in episode three. There's a character called Shep, who's Catherine's ex, who is the father of of Olive, and um, they hate each other. And I, I walk the three dogs because uh, I'm a beautiful, loving boyfriend and caring boyfriend. And there's one scene where he just like pops out of nowhere in the park 
He's like, hey, these are my kids' dogs. And you're like, okay. And he kind of approaches me cutting chicken with a pocket knife, dressing fur, and thinks I'm just a dog walker, that I'm not Catherine's boyfriend, and then asks me to invest in uh, his saffron business. <laughs> He's a classic character actually is in it, the show. Is it tough, Steen, um, t- as far as corpse goes, as breaking character, were you pretty good laughing? I mean, you've done so much improvising and everything before where you're forced to keep a straight face. How did you go at that and how did the rest of the people go on the Duchess? I think I played more of the straight kind of character. I didn't have to do anything too crazy or absurd, but thing with Rory came up in it, uh, he's just a funny, funny dude um, and a wicked sense of humour. So before a few takes, he'd like just whisper something that had nothing to do with the scene before we started. And then that's all I could think about during the takes. Um, <laughs> the worst thing about corpsing is you always do it when you are absolutely not supposed to. And it'll be like fri- the mm. last scene that you're shooting on a Friday Arvo. And the worst part about it is literally nobody else thinks it's funny. Like the, the <laughs> yeah. sound guy, the lighting girl, like they, they are just staring at you like, shut up and film your scene and you just can't, you can't help it, you know? Yeah, but it's the same thing at school. Like if you're at school assembly and someone just like farted, it's the funniest thing in the room. And there's like, no, guys, do not, do not laugh, do not clap. You're like... Don't tell me not to. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Raskopoulos, thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations on the Duchess. It's really, really, uh, it's so funny. Um, congrats as well to Catherine Ryan. Please uh, give her uh, congrats when you see her next. And uh, we're definitely hoping for a season two because it is uh, a real cracker. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys. Take care. See you, mate. You too. And you can catch The Duchess on Netflix because it comes out today. So thank you very much to Steen for joining us. You're with Matt and Alex. This is All Day Breakfast. Well, that is the end of another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Thanks so much to Steen Raskopoulos. Such a legend. Uh, always a pleasure to chat to him, dropping by. And thanks to you for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate you jumping on for another week. I hope you have an excellent weekend, whatever you get up to. And uh, today, we're going to leave you with something pretty special. Another world exclusive here on uh, Matt and Alex. I mean, we told you about the world's first article written entirely by an artificial intelligence. Um, We also managed to land the first audio coming out of the demos for the world's first all-robot podcast, Matt O'Kine. And uh, to leave you here today, we found something very, very special. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, audio evidence of the very first robotic pornographic film. Um, It is naughty. But I can assure you, when you watch it, uh, the sparks do fly. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. Sorry to have to go into the weekend so, like that. But look, have a listen. Thank you very much for tuning in. We will catch you next week. Enjoy. Bye. Oh, yeah, baby. Right there on my floppy drive. Tweak my Bluetooth. Oh, yes. Yes. Double click it, baby. Show me your 12-inch display. I like it hard. Right in my hard drive. You like it when I insert my USB? Yeah, ram it in. Plug and play me, you dirty OS. Install me. Run that EXE. I love it when you run as administrator, baby. Go on. Zip that file. Defrag my disk. Partition my drive, babe. I want your malware, you filthy Trojan virus. Oh no, my Wi-Fi's dropping. Control-Alt-Delete-Me, baby. Keep clicking. 
right there. Oh no, I think I'm gonna crash. I'm crashing. That's it, the all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the links are at mattandalex.com.au.